Hello there, welcome to episode four of the Bowden Beat, the podcast on all things Ballyboden St. Enders. My name is Derek Ryan, and we're delighted to be joined on the podcast today by Ballyboden St. Enders Camogie star Sarah Nagel. Sarah, thanks many for joining us. Thanks, Derek, for having me. Not at all. I say star because it's a few weeks on from your heroics in the uh, Senior One Cup final, a last gasp uh, winner against St. Vincent's. So I'm sure plenty of celebrations in the uh, in the days after that. Well, I suppose coming up to championship now, we didn't have much time. Um, <laughs> so there was a, a quiet, a quiet night that night and then back to training on the Tuesday after the Sunday. So we, we enjoyed it for a couple of hours after the game and then had to turn quickly around to go into championship mode two weeks later. A bit of normality, I guess, though, uh, playing in the league and getting to a league final and, and, and the celebrations that followed after that, however muted they were. Uh, considering that the last year, year and a half, it's been a bit uh, mental for everybody, obviously. So that bit of normality, I'm sure, is welcome. Oh, yeah, it was great. And I think a lot of people this year have kind of, you know, decided after the tough kind of 18 months we've had and still having, I suppose, we're not out of the woods just yet, that, you know, it's great to have sport back, be it watching, playing, training, you know, being back with your friends. It's it's fantastic. And it, it was all made, I suppose, sweeter being in, in a league final and then winning it the, the way we kind of won it. Yeah, that, that last... The, the, a lot of a uh, lot of pressure on you, I guess, heading towards the end of that game. Your sister as well, Laura, was player of the match in that game. Um, she's younger than you, is that right? Yeah, by two years. Yeah, yeah there's two, two years, years in the difference. So playing with her and obviously both of you doing uh, doing very well for the team. That that must be pretty extra special as well, winning a trophy, winning a, a senior trophy with your sister as well. Ah, uh, yeah, like we've we've kind of been on the senior team, I suppose, the last six or seven years. I want to say together. So it's nice when you when you get those things after. I suppose having a lot of heartbreak the last couple of years and it's funny too because we get away with saying a lot of stuff to each other that we wouldn't necessarily get away <laughs> with saying to other people as well so yeah no we have we have a good um a good bit of crack together and I suppose and we bring it home to us and chat the whole time about camogie as well so it's kind of eat sleep drink play camogie you know the way to have it um We'll go back to the start. How did you get involved with the club? Uh, who got you involved? Uh, everything. Uh, how, how did you first start off with Ballyboden St. Dennis? Yeah, I was when I was kind of looking at these, um, I was chatting to my mum about it. And I think I actually fell into the club more so than, you know, specifically going to play for Ballyboden. I was in first class. And I think as, you know, little kids, you get those notes home in your school bag on a Friday. And it was to say there was camogie with um, a man called Donal up in St. Dendis Park on a Saturday morning. And of course, everyone else was going. So I had to join. I couldn't be left out. Um, and I actually specifically remember going to um, Lifestyle Sports in Nutgrove and picking out a hurl that is probably, you know, five inches uh, taller than the one that I'm using now at the moment. And I'm five eight. So. I still, I still have it in the shed um, and up I went and like I suppose my parents said they didn't have a clue that it was part of Ballyboden St. Endas and that man is Joan Larigan who had a very positive impact on myself and Laura playing camogie and staying with camogie as well so I suppose that was kind of the equivalent of the academy that we know nowadays and we would have coached in the academy subsequently but Camogie from Saturday mornings went to, you know, Monday night trainings and then you ha- you're up a senior now you're playing for training four times a week and doing your own bits in between. So I fell into it more so than specifically going out or having people in my family playing. But um, yeah, I've stuck with it and that's 18, 19 years later. Like, Yeah, um, you mentioned, we mentioned your sister already, Laura is involved as well. You're, you have 
big strong family connections with regards to Ballybones and I just your mom is involved with the with your your team or from all the way up from minor I believe and then your dad is obviously mm-hmm. the the general club manager at the at the, uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, club now as well uh, were they involved back then or were you kind of the first one in or were they were they involved with the club back then as well yeah I would have been the first one in and I think then mum from just dropping us off to training she would have been asked to you know help out with gear and then you know 20 years later she's still involved so she to be fair does a huge amount of work behind the scenes volunteering she would have been you know, the Camogie executive for a while herself and Jerry White who's Danielle and Jody's dad and Onorla Milani's Darren's mum it's a lot of our our age group their parents would have been and still are heavily involved in the club and then mum did a lot of the stuff with the executive and now she, you know she's part of our management team of Camogie as well but there's a lot of I suppose volunteering that goes on behind the scenes and that's the essence of the the Ballybones identity as well and then dad is the general manager so <laughs> there's enough of us <laughs> there but um again like that yeah he, he he does a huge amount as well with our team he'd always be doing umpiring or lending a hand say um linesman or whatever if, if we need him on the day of a match so yeah there's a huge involvement from our family I have to say yeah, I guess that's the way that always happens with uh, GA, especially is, um, you know, somebody gets involved in a small way and then five or six years later, the whole family's d- down in Ballyboden or whatever GA club around the country. And they're, they're suddenly the, the life and soul of the club. So it's, it's great to see, obviously, and that's, that's the way it should be as well. Um, we're going to skip forward a, a few years because obviously you got involved at underage level, but um, you, in terms of, in terms of your, your, your role with this, the, the seniors, you kind of I, I jumped in in the, in the in the latter part of the of the five in a row a few years back and played played a big role in in the last three of those five in a row the team had already won two in a row previous to that and there'd been a few before a couple of titles before as well so from your point of view you would have been fairly young coming into that senior setup coming into that senior setup from the point of view of being surrounded by experienced players not just experienced players but very successful experienced players mm-hmm. as well that must have been a big help to have that experience behind the girls who knew how to win games and, and, and win championships yeah. as well. Absolutely. I was extremely lucky. The the bunch that I went up to, like at 16, I was playing with the likes of Saki, uh, who I still play with now, Orla Smith, Fiona Corcoran, Joanna Sullivan. I'm definitely going to forget people, the Lucys, um, <laughs> you know, um, and um, and Griffin. Like we, are, we I was playing with, Camogie players that were the reason that Camogie was very prominent at the club at that time and I suppose I was led then into a false sense of security thinking that this happens every year that you you know you, you play championship you train really hard and then you win you know and I came up at 16 I started actually um the championship final and you know we 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 beat um we were out playing in Peregrines and we beat I think it was good counts the first year I came up and then Vincent's the, the next two games and I was kind of thinking, God, this is great. I love winning and, you know, it's going to continue on until I retire. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you lose the semi-final one year and then you don't get out of the group stages the next. And then, you know, reality kind of hits. But from the the players and from playing with those players, I learned, so, you know, dedication and commitment to the sport is number one. You have to be able to give up everything else around you to be able to win and slowly but surely we've been able to kind of rebuild um rebuild that um also kind of Dublin Camogie is really up and coming the last couple of years and we have the likes of Vinny's Jude's Nafina Lucan knocking on the doorstep and Vinny's and Jude's kind of leading the way in Dublin Camogie the last number of years as well so I suppose 
we're just trying to we're trying to get back up there um get back up to those winning ways because when it's in it it's great and when you're chasing it um yeah it's not so great but yeah hopefully this year we'll we'll, we'll get some success or get to a semi-final and final hopefully um you, we mentioned the league final already and, and I know you, you said the celebrations kind of moved on pretty quickly but I guess it's important as well to celebrate these things I mean it's all like you say they don't they sometimes uh, league final wins and championship mm-hmm. final wins they don't come around too often a lot of the time and, and sometimes you might go three or four years at winning one again so as much as it was fantastic I'm sure for you to you know to move on to focus on the championship I'm sure it's important as well to to celebrate the the league final wins and the, and the big wins that you that you do win Absolutely. And we have a long history of Vinnie's. So it was Vinnie's that we beat. And last year, they completely devastated us in, in a semi-final out in Vinnie's. Um, you know, you could have no spectators because of the COVID guidelines and they were phenomenal. And we, we just, we didn't perform. Um, and, you know, there's no point looking back, but at the same time, coming back and beating them in a the final was was good. But again, it's it's league versus championship and you kind of always have to have perspective on that. Plus, you know, with COVID then as well, we couldn't celebrate the way you'd like to celebrate maybe two or three years later. So after the game, we went and got our coffee and then that night we we kind of had a chat, but then it was kind of, you know, serious, serious from then on and back to training on the Tuesday. But yeah, it's definitely not to overlook the fact that, um, you know, we won a trophy and those don't come around too easily either. I guess the, 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 the success of Vincent's and, and uh, Jude's, especially over the past few years as well, has given you, you know, because obviously they've been successful even outside of Dublin. They've, they, you know, they've gone on and, mm-hmm. and done, well, done well provincially as well. Um, has given you something to, you know, to, to focus on in terms of, you know, uh, you know beating them. And like you, you beat them in the league final, which is a big achievement and going on and trying, trying to beat them in the championship as well. It, it gives you a bit of a barometer, I guess, of where you need to be as a team. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, you know, you never want to look too far outside yourselves. You always have to look at yourselves first and foremost and not focus too much on them. But yeah, they, they brought, um, Jews and Vinnie's the last couple of years have brought kind of this new level of physicality and fitness and athleticism that, you know, we we just hadn't been there. And that, that's kind of what our individual training over COVID, even though we were doing it by ourselves, we were kind of focusing on is is the fitness, athleticism, skills, um, bring it back to basics and because they, they do the basics very well. And, and you know, like we, we, are, we are getting there, we are doing the basics very well at training at the moment. So hopefully that does, that does transfer onto, onto the pitch when we need it. Yeah, you mentioned already that Dublin Camogie is kind of on, on the up at the moment with Adrian mm-hmm. and obviously Tony in charge of the, uh, the senior county uh, team. And we've seen, like I say, some teams getting through the, the provincials um, from, a, from a club point of view. How much has camogie changed i mean you're you're 26 now am i right in saying that 25 yeah yeah 25 20 i do i do apologize i do apologize but you're you're closing in on like you know 10 years playing senior insofar as you started mm-hmm. off back in 2012 when you when you came in when you broke into the senior team how th- how much have things changed in that 10 years from a conditioning point of view from a preparation point of view uh that's you know compared to now as, as the way they were 10 years ago when you, when you broke into the team first? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it, it, it's mirrored in the, the rule changes at the moment with Komogi. Like, you know, two or three years ago, a shoulder was a free or potentially yellow card. Now, because, you know, everyone is in the gym, men and women, everyone's in the gym. The conditioning is way better. Strength and conditioning is always will be, you know, your, pre, your pre-season training and will be part of your um, weekly training during championship, during... Um, league as well so absolute the the sheer kind of power that you know you're playing against 
and the athleticism that you're playing against has definitely been improved as well and that's surely because there's more people playing there's there's more people watching it um and also there's more of an emphasis on that strength and conditioning piece Um, and it's something that we've noticed as well that you know once we started doing it and we were very um I suppose proactive and started it quite early like we I've been doing probably like proper strength and conditioning in the last six years which is early for a lot of places and particularly for you know a lot of the, the female teams as well so Bali Bowden has definitely been very um forward thinking in that regard making sure that the, that the women and the men's were doing strength and conditioning and there wasn't one you know side of the the club getting more so the, the girls are always doing strength and conditioning so it, it definitely is that piece that athleticism is is improved um and also the skill level i mean if you were watching any of the games the cork and kilkenny game was an absolute cracker um and you know the, the finals this weekend will be the final this weekend um sorry all three finals will be crackers again um i know our family are shouting for cork because of mum's <laughs> um cork blood but i wouldn't be grudge galway either so it is it is that skill piece it's the athleticism piece it's more people watching it more people playing it therefore you know the the um pure skill level and kind of spectacle is definitely um improved and you, you can see that then with with Dublin Camogie with the likes of Jews and Vincent's and and ourselves and you know we're we're, we're up there <laughs> yeah. um you mentioned Cork we're gonna have to get to Cork mm-hmm. now because uh and actually this ties in with what I was speaking about there about how yeah. you know preparation has changed and things have changed you are a dietitian in Crumlin um mm-hmm. so what speak with that but also you also work with uh, Cork ladies footballers as well so uh, first of all uh, how did you get involved in in, in terms of uh, how, how did you get into that kind of dietitian area of of work even with Crumlin yeah um I suppose growing up the whole time I loved how the human body worked loved talking about food how nutrition kind of plays a role in terms of health plays a role in terms of fitness um and also love chatting to people and dealing with people and interacting with people I have to be challenged people the whole time I I don't think my brain will be stimulated otherwise so um that led me into dietetics firstly so a lot of people are like what what even is a dietitian so it's someone I suppose who is kind of regulated to give nutritional advice and they're the only kind of healthcare professional who give nutritional advice in hospitals so that's where a lot of um people work if they're dietitians so um, that kind of led me to do the my four-year undergrad in human nutrition and dietetics and it's a joint degree between DIT and Trinity so I completed that then must be about two years ago and part of that course is you have to do kind of I think it's a, th- a thousand hours of, of placement and one of my placements was in Crumlin and I just absolutely adored it like I, I love working with children um, I love having the interaction um, you know it's a centre of excellence uh, Crumlin is as well and I, I know a lot of people in, in Ballyboden work in Crumlin or might have had to unfortunately go into Crumlin so you know it is it is a place that a lot of people have dealings with um, and that then I kind of worked for a few months elsewhere and then luckily got the job and came back into Crumlin as well so that then kind of during Covid I always have the sports piece at the back of my mind as well. So that led me then to do the master's in um, sports and exercise nutrition, um, which is how I kind of started doing the stuff with, with the Cork team as well. Um, so yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of talk about food, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's something everybody loves now in fairness. That's um, it, yeah. But the Cork thing, how did that, how did that happen? How did that come about? You mentioned your, is your mom, your mom's from Cork, is that right? Or she has Cork connections? Yeah, mom's from West Cork. Yeah, in Bantry. Yeah. And it was actually from the masters that I'm doing. So I started that back September 12 months actually ago now at this stage. And I'm doing 
currently nearly finished it. I've three months more research to do and then hopefully get the master's. But um, it was actually one of um, the guys I'm doing the course with, Johnny Holland. Um, he's an ex-Munster rugby player and he works with the Cork footballers and the Cork curlers as their nutritionist and was asked to um, be, become involved in the Cork ladies football. And I suppose he, like myself, was kind of working full time because he's his own private practice. He was doing the master. So he asked me to get involved. And then since then, you know, they're, they're a very successful team. I mean, they've had 10 All-Irelands in a row. You know, they've, you know, All-Stars coming out of everywhere. So I obviously jumped the, the opportunity to get to work with them. And again, we, I started off during COVID time. So a lot of it was virtual. A lot of it was kind of Zoom calls and group educations over Zoom. But that actually worked out for a lot of people because they're busy, either working full-time or college students. So it actually was very, very easily facilitated for both people. And um, look, they, they got to semi-final this year and were beaten by me who obviously went on to win it last weekend. So can't have any complaints about, you know, about that. Um, but it's, it's, I love, I love working in that kind of environment and it's, it's a, it's a nice, um, you know, not change, but it's, it's a nice kind of compliment to working in, in Crumlin, which is quite acute and kind of, I suppose, a lot of people who are, are quite sick and unwell. So it's it's a nice compliment to that. Um, at the same time, you mentioned that, that already, that Cork are obviously hugely successful. So have you have you learned anything from, from being involved with that setup as well that you can bring into your own career? I'm not talking about playing career, but, you know, bring into your own career as well. Um, have, you, have you learned much from from being involved with Cork? And Johnny, yeah, I guess, like, as well, who's obviously, who's obviously yeah. involved with Munster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is that is, I suppose, if, if you really want to be successful in something, you just have to do anything you can to do it. So if, if it's an extra 10 minutes before training, extra 10 minutes after training, if it's if it's something that you want to do and you, you work hard and you're surrounded by the right people, you know, it, it, it hopefully will, will all work out eventually. Yeah. And how does it help in your own career, do you think that, and, you know, knowing, knowing about uh, your diet, because it's something that a lot of people don't really know but I, I certainly wouldn't be an expert on, on diet at all I mean it, like knowing the things that are good for you and bad for you that will help you mm -hmm. during a match or that will you know not help you during a match how much does that benefit you and benefit the team as well I'm sure you're always uh, pointing a finger at, a, at people <laughs> are you, who are eating or drinking well, the wrong helping thing. hand more so than a wagging <laughs> finger <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose the science behind performance nutrition has really evolved over the last 20 years. So it's very new and it's ever changing. So something that might have you know been found out last year might be kind of defunct in the last month or two. So it's ever changing, but it absolutely has an impact. I know myself if I really focus on my nutrition coming up to games. So that's eating enough and eating enough of the food that you need. So your energy sources like your carbohydrates. And um, Laura always slags me. It's my favorite day, the 36 hours before where I can just eat <laughs> of bread and pasta and rice. But, um, you know, making sure you're filled correctly because it's mentally, it's exhausting. You know, obviously physically it's exhausting. You need to make sure you're, you're a peak performance. You don't want your nutrition to let you down. And then throughout the games as well, you know, you need to make sure that you're, you're topping up with the correct things. So whether it's gels or jellies or, you know your your sugary drinks you know, it, again it's for peak performance the other side of that is recovering properly so I suppose learning from an undergrad and doing my master's I'm definitely more aware of the foods to eat but also I'm definitely more aware that you know they're they're important but also it's food is a massive social side of things as well and that should never be you know forgotten about either I think a lot of people when they hear oh I'm a dietitian or you know performance nutritionist they're like oh you must be really 
you know you eat must what would you eat watch what you eat the whole time and I hope you're not judging me eating a slice of pizza it's like no that's so important so like, I'm not. um but definitely from I suppose a playing perspective has a huge amount and I've done a good bit of stuff with kind of underage teams who you know want to get a good idea coming up to championship in the club what should I be eating what should I be encouraging um and same with my own team as well and other teams across the club anything you know they want to ask I've, I've no problem telling them as well but um you know it is it's so important and you don't want that to be the one thing on the day of the game that that lets you down is you didn't feel correctly you didn't hydrate appropriately or you know you didn't recover enough after the last game and you're sore coming into this game so it is very important but again it's it's only one of the the small puzzle pieces that comes together for kind of that peak performance yeah and i guess certainly um from the point of view we mentioned already preparation that, that the more and more mm-hmm that teams get prepared and, you know, increase their preparation and improve their preparations before games, they'll be, they'll be looking at things like this. And it's that one or 2% of a difference between maybe winning a game by a point and losing a game by a point is, is something like a diet. So that's why it's, it's hugely important. So it's, it's really interesting to hear that because like I said, it's something that I don't know anything about at all. And I know a lot of people would be the same that they wouldn't even know about the 36 hours carb yeah. loading that you <laughs> My can <favorite> do. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the point of view of looking ahead from your own career, how do you, what, what, what are you looking for? Again, you're 25 years old. What are you looking for for the next six, seven, eight years from a, from a camogie point of view at, at club level? Oh, like definitely I have to have a senior championship before, before I hang up those boots. That's number one. Um, so I don't know whether I'm, you know, here in 20 years time, I'll have to still have to have another senior championship. I think I, I loved having them when I was younger, but didn't appreciate what actually went into that group of players that kind of build the foundation. So, and I know that now that kind of heartbreak, but also the the preparation that goes in behind it. So definitely a senior championship if you can. Um, and then kind of that really is, I suppose you don't want to look too far beyond that, but obviously, you know, you see what the lads did, you see what the ladies footballers did 10 years ago, the All-Ireland seems like that the pipe dream really, doesn't it? But you, you, you can't, um, you can't, really forget that either but it's it's also that, that you know there's a lot more to Bally Bowden there's a lot more to GA than I suppose winning those as well it's it's staying involved in the club it's it's being up there you know we do a lot of coaching as well so keeping that kind of traditional in our, in our team coaching underages um doing the volunteering you know it's, it's it's those pieces as well that makes the GA and Bowden so so special. How close do you feel you are as a team to breaching that gap and I know I say this now after you've, you've beaten Vincent's in the final but breaching that gap in the champ from a championship point of view um, to Vincent's and Jude's and what they've achieved over the past three or four years how close do you feel you are as a team to 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 beating them and, and winning a title oh god I don't I don't want to jinx anything now but I'm very yeah. proud of you know the group of players that you know we have at the moment um Again, we we're still only one game in. Uh, we have a very tough opposition, Oliver Plunkett's next week, who we played in the league and extremely, extremely tough um, opposition. So I don't want to look, you know, too far beyond that. Um, there is a huge amount of tough battles in this championship that I actually, <laughs> I think if I got too far ahead of myself, I, I wouldn't be able to concentrate. But yeah, look, we'll, we'll just keep going. There, there's a great bunch of players there, you know, the, the atmosphere and training at the moment is brilliant um and everyone's doing all the extra bits they can to really just be at their, their at their top so fingers crossed so we hopefully we have a good game against Plunkett's in the next week and and kind of take it from there yeah I guess if you keep improving and keep showing what you've done over the last mm-hmm. year or so or you know certainly uh, uh, the past few weeks as well with that league win you're certainly not 
a million miles away. But like I say, you can't you can't be looking too far ahead. You mentioned already though as well. Um, from the club point of view, and you mentioned that kind of volunteering role and the coaching role, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people um, realised what sport is about when COVID was mm-hmm. on and there was and there was no sport at all. And, and everybody kind of missed that um, that social aspect of sport and, and, and Ballyboden and of every club across the country as well. What does Ballyboden mean to you? And I guess does you know, from the from a COVID point of view, it's maybe easier to answer that question because you can kind of see yeah. what, what life was like without it. So what does, I guess, the club mean to you from, from that point of view? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. Like we were chatting about this kind of leading up to our our first championship game last weekend that you can remember being out running by yourself when it's minus two degrees in February on a Saturday morning and you're kind of thinking, oh my God, I did not sign up for this. Um, you know, usually we'd be looking at going if it was normal times or outside of COVID times, we'd be looking at kind of training together for a league campaign, but obviously that didn't happen. So definitely everything was brought into perspective. Um, and look, I know there's a lot worse things that happened during COVID and us not being able to train is obviously very small in comparison to what other people went through. But for like, I think for most people who would be involved in a team sport, um, to some capacity it's kind of that camaraderie that you have with your friends it's you know you, you'll have friends and that, that those teams that you might have met 20 years ago and you know you'll have them for the next you know for the next 20 plus years as well it's it's that kind of um feeling of being part of something um and that that was definitely what we missed as well so even if you know things don't go your way for a game or you know you don't play as well as you would have hoped it's it's just being able to play I think was it was a massive part and chat to anyone even be able to watch games as amazing at the moment but just being able to play and being surrounded by your teammates and having the fun and having a crack at training it's it that's what it's really about you know yeah you didn't have that for so long yeah I think that's I think what everybody missed the social aspect of sport as much mm-hmm. as actually the the competitive aspect of it obviously everyone missed watching uh, big games and things like that but I think the social aspect was what, what, what people miss most during the, the various lockdowns um, finally uh, you're, you, you came into Valley Bowden the senior team I guess uh, as uh, I think a 16 year old um, what advice yeah. would you have for young Camogie players coming into coming through the club at Valley Bowden to keep progressing and hopefully get into the uh, senior team over the next couple of years depending what age they are what advice would you have for young Camogie players um, I suppose, look, enjoyment is the, the main thing, you know, at, at any age, if you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? So go out, enjoy it. Don't be yourself up about it. If, if things don't go your way, if you don't get selected, if, you know, if you don't play great when you do come on, don't be yourself up, go out and enjoy it. Um, from a kind of a practical sense, hit off both sides if it's your foot <laughs> or if it's there I'll be able to hit off your left and right from a for an underage thing and that just might be arrows up with the skills wall or kicking a ball with your friends but that's another thing um I know even from kind of the last number of years obviously there's been a massive push on 20 by 20 and Anna Geary has you know obviously a very good documentary in RT um about kind of looking at girls in sport particularly and it's trying during those exam years so junior certainly leaving cert not to give up uh, keep playing during those years they'll you know sport will be the reason that you're able to de-stress during exams or you know you're able to concentrate better get your homework done but during those years we obviously see a huge drop off particularly with with girls in sports so try encourage people to keep playing and try yourselves to keep playing during those years because 
it's so important for so many for so many reasons to keep playing particularly um during those years um and they'll stand to you but yeah enjoyment being the main one being able to you hit off both sides definitely and um during those exam years try not to stress out about it and keep playing because you know you'll, you'll reap those rewards later on great advice sarah thanks a million and thanks a million for joining us on the bowden beat and best of luck with everything in the championship over the next few weeks thanks a million.